Summer's over, Trojans, and we've dragged the executives out of the cryogenic sleep pods we keep them in between semesters so they can do a podcast! This is the asterisk, so boot up teams, put a shirt on, and pretend you're wearing pants, because it's time for some quality time with your president and VP external. This just in, breaking news. President Morstad and Vice President External Hunter drastically increasing the threat levels to this one room of Senator Burns, needlessly endangering staff member and audio engineer Bartholomew, the ghost of Bartholomew Roberts, to record a podcast. How's it going, Ryan? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Friday. We're happy. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't get canceled for this. <laughs> it's only been, always a fear. It's only been 30 seconds. It's something we all live in fear of, though. Who are we? It's a, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> An existential question, for sure. Yeah. I guess we should probably go through just us, personally, probably, too, hey? Yeah. Kick it off. Yeah, you know, get, let the listeners get to know us. I mean, I'll, you know what? I'll start. I feel uh, I'm willing to take this take this head i'm liam hunter i'm your vice president external you're joining us here this friday morning at the time of recording a lovely mist has fallen over the city of calgary the sun is shining and i froze my hands off waiting for ryan to show up (laughs) with my access card we are here to give you a light bite of student politics (laughs) (laughs) and uh some soothing npr style whisper fests Along with a little ASMR of Ryan's beard bristling against his mask. Give us some of that. Give us some of that, Ryan. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. We're here to... Rock. That was just some very light bristling, okay? <laughs> We're going to get into some heavier bristling action later on. Um, it's not going to be on purpose, though, so just beware of that. Yeah, just... There There it was. It was right there. Oh, Sound engineer, make sure that's on. <laughs> we will... We will... Uh, we will do our ASMR segment later on, so stay tuned if you need to take a nap. Liam, what program are you in? What program am I in? I'm glad you asked, Ryan. I'm in yeah. mechanical engineering technology, which is a natural pair for student politics. Hmm. I was going to say, because you can really tell that you're not in radio, television, and broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Maybe we should have outsourced this whole show. <laughs> Oops. Hey, if you're a radio, television, and broadcasting student, call in and tell us how we're messing up. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Just don't don't cancel us for our beard bristles. We'll see. Um, it's almost November, so maybe it's appropriate. It is almost November. Mm-hmm. Wait, don't tell them that. This is supposed to be the September episode. We are totally recording this in September. It's almost Mo-October. <laughs> Mo-October. It is not October 30th. It certainly isn't. We would tell you the truth about that, dear listener. I hope our students are doing well. I am in mechanical engineering technology. Um, I am also the vice president of external, Ryan. That's what I do for most of my days. Nice, nice. What does that mean? What do you do? Oh, I'm glad you asked again. It, uh, frankly, it's a little embarrassing that you don't know this. Um, <laughs> I spend a lot of my time lobbying to government for the best deals that we can get for students. And when I'm not doing that, apparently, I'm a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> I uh, talk to the city, I talk to the province, I even talk on occasion to the federal government. But I'm to our, to our good uh, our good buddy, Mr. J. Trudy. Yeah, in person. We have coffee every weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got to keep in touch. Yeah, you should come over for our next games night. There we go. I'm down. <laughs> Maybe we can get him to give us some uh, some more money and make school cheaper. Who knows? Yeah, well, game. As Justin Trudeau once told me over a steaming pot of good chai, me love good games. <laughs> and if I play good games, mm, 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 I love grants, big grants for students. That's what he said. Cool. You can quote me um, on that. That's great, Liam. Um, cool, yeah. So now we know a little bit about uh, what you do. What do you do? Uh, what do you do? What do Enough I do? Enough about me. What's a pre- what's a pres- what's a president do? What does a president do? Well, 
I do lots of things, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself first. Um, uh, who so cares? My name is uh, Ryan Morstad. Uh, I'm the, the one with the, the bald head and the bristly beard that's making all these lovely noises for you all. Uh, and this is my second year as president of the State Student Association. Now, what does that mean? I think it means that you had your first year prior to this one. Oh. I'm the guy with the wheezy laugh, uh, <laughs> so maybe we can cut that out as much as we can. <laughs> no, I demand that um, we keep that on. <laughs> um, I'm also a fourth-year uh, student in the School of Business, studying finance, learning how to do your taxes, and recommend you those good, good stocks. You know, that's what it's <laughs> all about. The School of Learning How to Do Your Taxes. The School of Learning How to Do Taxes <laughs> and, and Pick Stocks. But it's actually awesome. I love it. I've been here for a long time, since 2016. Um, yeah. And then what do I do as president? Well, my job as president is to basically make sure that all of the student fees you pay is spent in the best possible way and get you the best deal you possibly can as a student and organize all of our VPs to make sure that they do the best job that they possibly can for you, too. Yeah. Are you going to mention the switch you routinely hit us with? That's not a Nintendo Switch. I mean a stick. Yeah, well, I was considering switching that out for something else, you know. Um, my old one's getting a pretty loose now. Pretty worn out. Pretty worn out. Can a out. switch get loose? Do you know what a switch is? I don't think you I only know what a switch is because of community. <laughs> Because Troy's grandmother hits him with a, switch. with a switch. Or no, she hits Britta with a switch. Yeah. <laughs> Get me my switch. Well, you know, I'm I'm partial to the wooden spoon myself. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up traditional, you know. Liam, you're going to get us canceled. Oh, my God. I was the one receiving the beating. <laughs> don't don't hit people with wood. It's bad. And it hurts. I can, t- I can attest to that firsthand. Awesome. And that is the first uh, hot piece of advice for the day. So thanks, Liam. Yeah. And to my mom listening. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And with that uh, wonderful piece of advice, uh, we're going to move on to what this is about. What are we doing here today, Liam? Um, We are here, Ryan, to inform the students to what we're going what's going on student politics i mean not today this episode's really an introduction to the whole idea of the podcast though we do have some juicy student news and hot goss for you later on in the show um this is going to be an ongoing podcast you know it's been in the works for a little while to make sure that we can engage with the students so we don't get out of touch with the kids and end up putting out next year for re-election you know maybe you're going to do an ad like stephen harper did where he stands in front of a tv screen with a netflix on it so it's like a lot of people don't know this but i like movies how relatable i am a human person who watches movies vote for me um we're just gonna keep in touch stay relatable you know down to earth Mm -hmm. oh my gosh and and, and hopefully let students know what we're working on for them all the time because you said earlier on you talk to the city you talk to the province you talk to our boy Trudeau every now and then, but what do you talk to them about? We want to know, right? And we want to let the students know what we're talking about because that's important. Well, other than my, once again, my weekly talks with Justin Trudeau over a hot pot of chai, which it mostly pertains to our emotional realities, Um, you know, being a shoulder to cry on for the prime minister. Uh, Mostly I talk to him about student issues when I'm not doing that. That'll range from a lot of things. You know, provincially, we, well, those who, those who are listening who's gone through the transfer credit system, like I have, know mm. that it is a hot pile of garbage. Yeah, I've been through that system, too. Um, a hot pile of garbage is a very apt description. Yeah, I don't, I, think that's a, I don't think that's a hot political stance. I don't think anyone likes the current transfer system. <laughs> so what are we going to be doing um, in the future of this podcast? What kind of things do you think we're going to be talking about, Liam? Oh, you know, we're going to be talking about quite a few things. Um, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about our student support survey um, and our UPASS advocacy. But later in the year, we can look forward to a number of topics tips and tricks about learning in the plague times more likely a bunch of a bunch of rants about how how, how difficult it can be sometimes mm-hmm. working from home um later on we're going to be talking a lot about international students uh provincial stuff maybe we'll hear from our lobbying partners at asec that's the alberta students executive council maybe their chair Brittany lawson will 
be a guest if she ever messages me back on Facebook. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, sometime around Valentine's Day, maybe we'll get a little intimate. <laughs> maybe we'll finally embrace our <laughs> ASMR, <laughs> our ultimate ASMR destiny. But uh, before we get to any of that, Ryan, I think we need to make sure that we lock down these first couple episodes. <laughs> You know, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't want to give away spoil mm-hmm. spoilies. <laughs> That's what I call spoilers, little spoilies <laughs> for <laughs> for later in the year, you know? Yeah. That's because of your your uh, again, you're an MET student, you know, you don't have those creative <laughs> skills. Excuse me. <laughs> How dare you? I rigorously designed <laughs> the term spoilies. Fair. Maybe uh, maybe we want to hear from some students. Um, maybe we can force Liam to take some more creative classes next semester uh, as your elected vice president. I'll have you know that during my time at another post-secondary institution, I took a class called DRAM 201. Creativity was the title <laughs> of the course. <laughs> <laughs> the entire course was on, what is creativity? Turns out it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly a huge waste of my tuition money. <laughs> it's mostly a mandatory course. It was not mandatory. Oh. It was a cost option. Oh. But I was in I was in full engineering at the time and I didn't have time to take like a real cost option. So instead, mm. I took a course where for my final project I could submit my Dungeons and Dragons campaign <laughs> that I was working on at the time. I got an A by the way. Nice. Thank you. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed creativity 201. <laughs> Thanks, UFC. Yeah. Well, you can tell, and you can tell that you are the creative one with this. Liam developed all of the stories that we're going to tell you over the next couple of episodes. Um, I'm specifically super excited for our segment on Sate Mysteries, because little does everyone know there are some mysteries around this campus, and once we get back here, maybe you can do some discovering yourself, too. Uh, one of my favorite ones is the steam tunnels connecting all of the buildings around the campus. Steam tunnels? There's steam tunnels, oh Liam. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. clearly I'm not prepared for state mysteries as much as I should be. There's Liam's steam tunnels. Have a, has a body been found down there? No yet? one knows because they're locked. <laughs> Wait, steam? I guess this is like an ancient campus. It is an ancient As we campus. all know, state was founded by the ancient Sumerians before it was eventually picked up out of ancient Mesopotamia and transplanted into the middle of Canada around the 16th century. Very interesting. And that's where they created those steam vents, I'm sure. That is, yes, you are correct. Why do you need a tunnel for steam? Wouldn't you use a pipe? I don't know. I just want to be able to walk from the Senator Burns building into the Stan Grad building and not have to go outside. You mean like the U of C has? And also all of downtown Toronto? And downtown, and downtown Calgary. Calgary. Not underground, though. It's not as cool if it's not filled with steam. <laughs> yeah, I would also like to walk from Senator Burns to Stan Grad while getting third-degree <laughs> steam burns on all portions of my body. <laughs> as long as you don't have to go outside in the bitter Calgary winter? I'm sure one of our listeners knows what a steam tunnel is in reality, but I'm going to request that they don't call in so that I can maintain the mental image I have of just a pressurized human-sized tunnel filled with hot steam. And doors. Like what happens to the steam when you open one door? Well, it rushes rushes out and (laughs) kills everyone in one of the buildings. (laughs) You just show up to every one of your classes just absolutely drenched. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, I took the steam tunnel. I think it's a Norwegian invention, actually. It's like the sauna. sauna. That'd actually be super tight. I'm actually talking myself into this hot pressurized burning steam tunnel well we know the pool is closed and thus the steam room is closed but hey there is other steam options on campus yeah and that's you can take it from us that's a that's a second lesson i guess including my first lesson yeah from this podcast we're really making this fruitful we are but i think we should probably (laughs) we should probably get back to our uh our our script here because our sound guy is not going to be too happy with us so let's uh yeah sorry the ghost of bartholomew roberts is contorting his face into spectral uh monstrous
back from our little musical interlude, our little break there, I think it's time that we talk about the realness. And what is the realness this week? Or this month, I suppose. It's a monthly podcast, Ryan, as you know. I don't know why I'm telling you. I feel you transitioning into your ASMR mode, and I'm wondering if I should be doing the same. I think so. I just think we should really calm people when we talk about what we're advocating for. (laughs) And ensure them that it's in good hands, you know? Just make sure they know that it's in real good hands. You can't make me laugh during this segment, Liam, because every time I laugh, my glasses immediately become windows that I cannot see through anymore <laughs> because of this mask. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to read the student support survey results that we're going to be going over in our next section. Oh, true. Okay, yeah. well, you know what? I will be dead serious now. <laughs> no more Mr. Nice Lamb. <laughs> Quit laughing. What's so funny? I'm serious now. Big serious politics guy over here. That's what they call me on the on the hill. That's true. I actually heard that that was in your job description. Can you confirm that? It's actually my entire job description. Okay. Yeah. That's it's great. just a big word document with that in bold in the middle of the page. No branding. Vice president external. Big serious politics boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who can grow a mustache? Hey. Or can he? I don't know. Is that the girlfriend's request, bud? <laughs> The, right. the mask is on right now, so I cannot confirm or deny the success of this mustache growing. Let's just assume it's great. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> um, our vice president external has a wonderful mustache growing under his mask right now. November, uh, baby. You're going to have to take our words for it, uh, but maybe you'll see some pictures later on. You'll have to check out the Saitsa Instagram feed, Saitsa I mean Go mo- Life. I mean most September. Oh. Saints of Life. At Saints of Life. Dude, you don't oh, even know our wrong. Insta name. Oh I always God. get it confused with my own Insta name. Impeached. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, what, are we, uh, what do you want to talk about? You want to go first? Sure. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about two things right now that are our student advocacy things, things that we're talking about. Um, these things on this podcast are going to be internal things and then city things. So the way I figure it, I'll probably talk about some internal SATE things that we're talking about, and you can talk about the municipal things. Sounds good? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems like something yeah. we should have planned ahead for. Yeah. It seems but like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Students, we we're, do things last minute. We're working it out. <laughs> I think it does make sense that I'll talk about the thing I've been working on for like months. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. So basically how we got all this information was through our surveys. Um We've been doing a lot of surveys since the dawn of time, but also especially since uh, COVID started because we haven't had as much opportunity to actually go out into the halls and talk to all of our students. That being said, our most recent survey, um, the one, I guess it's not our most recent one, but one of our last big ones was um, in, uh, was it April or June? It was sometime earlier this year. Yeah, and we got 687 students that filled out the survey, and there was a ton of questions. So we thank all of those students who spent probably a lot of time going going through that survey and, and giving us their honest answers because these surveys really tell us what we're trying to push for SAIT. Uh, and we're going to talk about a little bit about those things coming up and what we found in the survey. So 687 students filled out the survey Almost all of them, 93% were full-time students. Part-time students were 3.5%. Apprentices were only 1.3%. So we'd love to get more apprentices uh, filling out our surveys. Some of the things that Liam will probably talk about in future episodes is what we're asking the federal government for and asking them how they can support, how we can support those apprentice students in uh, those federal asks. Most respondents were female, 58%. 39% were male. And uh, six... Come on, lads. Step <laughs> it up. And six students identified as another gender with 1.3% choosing not to disclose their gender. Most students fell between the ages of 17 to 29. Um, and that was 30 t- 35% of our respondents. 17 to 20 was the next largest group. We do have lots of mature students at SAIT, um, but only 5.3% um, filled out the survey. So hopefully we e- can hear more from them, too. This is exhilarating, man. Um, what did you ask them about? What did I ask them let's about? Let's get to the good stuff. Okay, let's I'm get sure everyone's fascinated by the 1.8% of <laughs> whatever. Let's, hit, let's get to the real meat and potatoes. So we were trying to figure out what 
was important to everyone and what they want us to really focus on. Um, so we asked a lot about student space. So what they want us to ask for on student space. Like, for example, we were asking them if they want SATE to keep the tables in the Stan Grad Center all the time, which was an overwhelming yes. <laughs> keep That's the big. tables. Stop moving the tables out of the atrium. We need them. We like to sit there. <laughs> That's our big that's our big campaign yeah for next, when we return to campus yeah give us the tables or or riot <laughs> no wait hold on i take that back <laughs> no no rioting please. <laughs> it's 2020 i forgot we're in a chaotic year that might might be read as incenting um so we had 43 percent of students say they wanted to strongly agree with that and 25 percent saying they agreed with it so that was we're definitely going to push that because it sounds like everyone wants that the other thing is that they wanted uh, students it sounds like want us to ask state to open up some classrooms so when the classrooms aren't in use you can go study in there or use it as a group study area or quiet study area all that kind of stuff and that was like 85 percent of students said that they wanted that so we're definitely going to be talking to state and asking for that too oh big time do yeah. we not have opened up and any of them are they're so locked down all the time wow. yeah i don't get that what about in because i most of my classes are in Stangrad, senator burns but you're a lot in aldred right and cobb i'm in not at all in cobb oh. i'm in aldred and most of my school is actually in riley oh and we do have a lot of open workshops and stuff but that's because people are always in there but can you go into for example an empty classroom no, those are always closed. So you're and, and locked, even yeah, if they're not in use. Yeah, I don't understand that. Maybe there's, I guess it makes more sense in my building, I think, because there's like expensive machinery and yeah, you know, in some sense. cases dangerous power tools and stuff that you need to have special training to use. So say don't open up the, uh, <laughs> you know, iron working <laughs> labs. Just the classrooms. Areas. Just the classrooms. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of, uh, classrooms even in stan grad that we could just open up for study space Cause I, I remember when i was at another post-secondary institution that was pretty much the only place i ever studied which one was that it was the ufc nice. you know yeah i took some classes at mru as well and i would always just walk around campus because um, i like studying at night and you could just go in any of the uh, the classrooms because they're all open you can use their projector you can use their whiteboards and it was a great place to study and i think we could do that here too and it sounds like students want us to ask for that so yeah. we're going to be doing that when i was at the ufc we did a an unsanctioned naruto marathon <laughs> with like 40 people in one of their newer <laughs> in one of their newer lecture theaters i'd never seen in a naruto. theater like yeah, in, in like a, a big, in a big lecture. lecture theater like that could seat like 300 people and like there were like 40 people just like eating popcorn and candy and like drinking beer i mean not drinking beers Shh, quiet watching naruto in one of their theaters no beers in the uh, in those classrooms allowed <laughs> it was a good time though you know my point is there are less restrictions at other schools i'm not advocating for the beers though <laughs> keep your beers in the gateway gateway always be plucking I mean, it wasn't at SAIT. We could say that we had beers in other schools. <laughs> we like to go walk around the UFC campus with beers. <laughs> <laughs> We're relatable. We are relatable, <laughs> fellow kids. We're relatable. I like movies. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, Mr. Harper. Yeah. Right? The honorable. Hey, that's the honorable Mr. Harper to Sorry. you. Wait. Is it? Do you get to be called prime minister your entire life? I don't know. Ghost of Bartholomew Roberts. Could you please Google that? Because <laughs> I know presidents in the... Like in the U.S., they always get to be called president. Wow. They are presidents for life, but not in legal practice. <laughs> <laughs> the title remains. But then they have to have Secret Service follow them around for their whole life. Did too, you know right? they're not allowed to drive? I heard that they're not allowed to drive. Crazy. I guess because I guess they're afraid of Jimmy Carter just like drinking a few too many of his ciders from his own apple orchard and just going for a little ride in the station I wagon. I thought he had a peanut farm. Is it a peanut farm? I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of. <laughs> maybe that was another president i don't know what makes the peanut farm funnier than the orchard <laughs> but it is <laughs> to any of our listeners who is from a peanut farm mad respect Give you us are a call. well you're on the presidential track <laughs> yeah there you go 
I also heard that Jimmy Carter, when he left office, literally got in a station wagon and drove off. So clearly this rule is new, or at least newer than one of the presidents who is alive. <laughs> I think he's the oldest living president. Maybe he's just a rebellious president, and he was like, screw the rules, I'm going for a drive. Those rebellious peanut farmers. Yeah, yeah, that is in their nature. <laughs> Ain't nobody hold him down. All right, I'm getting... Uh, I'm getting a, uh, a ghostly signal, a ghostly apparition from the ghost of Bartholomew Roberts or Black Bart if you are a 17, uh, an 18th century golden age of pirates merchant. You might call him that. And he is informing me that prime ministers are not called prime minister once they're... Yeah, it's not. you don't get the title. Do you get Why an you honorable not? or anything? Wow, you don't get anything. So he is just Mr. Harper now. Right. No longer honorable, <laughs> apparently. No oh, sorry, honor. Steve. He's lost the status of being honorable. Yeah, sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, all right, our next little bit that we asked students about, it sounds like lots of students were um, thinking about nap space. And we found that 30% of students take naps on campus. <laughs> That's three out of 10 students walking around campus are doing a little sleep here. Well, until recently, I lived like a block away from campus, so I, and I still napped on campus. <laughs> Where'd you nap? Um, variety of places. So, you know, in Stan Grad, there's like those kind of cubicle-esque desks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. You just pop your bag down. Was it comfy? No. I have scoliosis and it sucked. Mm. <laughs> but I see some people like lying down on the benches. There's like some comfier chairs in the second floor of Cobb, I mm -hmm. want to say. In the egg. Or, because I have Oh, friends. in the egg. The egg itself. Yeah, yeah, the egg. The egg. The thing on the corner. For our listeners, yeah, I'm gonna paint a, vi a word picture here. The little egg-shaped thing <laughs> that, yeah. that is on the corner of the Cobb building. Yeah, um, I I've heard lots of students talk to me about how that they go in the little egg thing and they push the the comfy chairs together and they nap there, which sounds not that comfortable, but it sounds more comfortable than uh, in a study cubicle like you did. Well, you know, it's yeah. I, first That's off, a hot I'm, tip for I'm, you. <laughs> I'm a little upset I didn't come up with that myself. <laughs> but I'm never in Cobb. I don't know what kind of resources Fair. are available to people. What poultry-related shapes are <laughs> containing <laughs> delectable sleep spaces? But um, you know, it can't be as hard as it is to sleep in an airport. Have you ever like gone to an airport and lied down because they have those like hand railings that are just built right in? Mm. I loop my legs through them. Yeah. And then I got I grew up into a big boy and now it's a lot harder to do that. Yeah, can't do that anymore. When you're a kid you can take a nap in the airport, but if you're an adult you have to sleep on the world's grossest carpet. Yeah, oh my god. Why can't they just have nap pods? Yeah. I had to take a nap in uh Vancouver airport one time and Oh my god, the layovers in Vancouver. And nasty. The dude doing the Zamboni on the floor hit my legs. <laughs> He's just, you could just tell how few <laughs> he's given. <laughs> All out of him. He's like, yeah, completely out. He's like, yeah, I'll just run over this kid's feet. He's just taking a nap at four in the morning. I genuinely think I could probably guess what wing you were in in YPR <laughs> when that happened. I've spent like probably upwards of 24 hours oh, like man. cumulatively waiting for layovers in YPR. I'm from Victoria for our listeners, which is why like sometimes I'm commuting back and forth. I... 100% of the time have to spend at least three hours in Vancouver because I'm a cheap ass and I don't want to buy it direct. Mm. But, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's the cost. And as our listeners know, too, people who are from the West Coast are typically very lazy, which is why Liam needs to take naps on campus. Well, it's all of my uh, West Coast surfer lifestyle. <laughs> as you know, I'm a great surfer, Ryan. Yes. Um, I do know that. I'm, yes, very aware. <laughs> and uh, nothing else influenced that laziness. Growing up on the West Coast. <laughs> Nothing else that West Coast people are known for no. makes them lazy. Only no. surfing. all the surfing and outdoor activities that I take part yeah. in regularly. And that wears out the West Coasters. And yeah. that's why they're so lazy and that's have red eyes because they're tired. Oh, yeah. Because they're tired from working out so much. That's why their eyes and are the, red. The and the salty tired. sea air. The gets salty in their air, eyes. of course. It irritates the eyes. On another note, there's great, uh, I heard there's really big uh, cannabis plantations in uh, BC. That's unrelated. Totally unrelated. That's completely unrelated. Yeah, but uh, grow operations, oh, excuse me. Yeah, plantations. Plantations. I don't know. What they don't have called. servants working on them. <laughs> Isn't that a problematic term nowadays? Oh my God, you're already going to get us canceled. Me? <laughs> Talking about m marijuana. That's fair. I guess it's legal, but I still don't think plantations are. 
It's not the word. Anyways, <laughs> let's go word. back to nap spaces. <laughs> uh, so nap spaces, uh, we found that 20% of our respondents said that they napped during class, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Can we resurvey that? Now that people are working from home, yes, I have seen way higher. literally every one of my 8 a.m. classes, someone is like, okay, maybe not every one of them, but it was like once a week for the first couple of weeks, someone would pass out in their chair with their camera on, and it was hilarious. Yeah, hot tip. Hot tip number two, turn the camera off when you're going to have a nap during class. Hottest tip, do class from bed. <laughs> You know those, uh, you know those uh, like bouncy lamp things that they have. Like, oh, that's a terrible, that's a terrible description of what I'm trying to describe. The Pixar lamp. You know the Pixar lamp. Did oh, you call it a bouncy? I lamp? did. I call it a bouncy lamp. I and guess it, it does bounce in the Pixar opening. Do you know those bouncy lamp things? I'm aware. Okay. I don't, would not call them bouncy. I, b- I bought one of those that has a clamp on the end and an iPhone holder on the other hand, and I clipped it to the headboard of my bed so I can put my phone wherever so sometimes <laughs> i'll take uh like a, a class and i'll just be like in bed with the camera like pointing at me so i, guess I it probably looks like I, i'm still in bed i don't know as previously discussed i've gone through the transfer credit system in the, one of the courses that i was enrolled in this fall i was eventually going to get transfer credits for it. and in the meantime i had to go to the class but i knew i was going to get transfer credits for it um, and so there are a number of recordings of this class in Microsoft Teams. If you just like are recording a meeting and not everyone has left, so the meeting technically is going on, the recording continues. So there are like probably about eight or nine recordings of this class where there's an extra like half hour tacked onto the end of it where I'm just the only one in the class because I fell asleep. <laughs> like, people are going to go back around final season and be like, the hell was Liam doing? <laughs> just hanging out. Just hard cut to me, like passed out, half on my bed, like holding my phone in its charger still. <laughs> my God. Because uh, holding your phone in its charger because you didn't have a long enough cable. You, well, yeah, because it was <laughs> on my classic student problems. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was on my bedside table. Um, oh my God. Um, All right. So you've had enough time to talk about nap spaces. You squandered your student survey time. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before I steal the rest of this time to talk about my shit? Why don't I, why don't I burn through the rest real quick? Just give us results. I want only results. Let's get results. 75% 75 of students said that they would like a nap space on campus. So we're looking into that. Boom. Uh, The next thing we pulled about was uh, cannabis on campus. And we found that this was really, really contentious. Uh, we said... Results. Uh, results. Most students were neutral about cannabis on campus. Hmm. Lots of students disagreed or strongly disagreed. Uh, that was about 40% of students who disagreed and strongly disagreed with us wanting to have a cannabis space on campus. So we're not going to really be talking about that much more. It was a very, very contentious issue. We also had about 40% saying they wanted it. Um, but yeah, we're going to focus on other areas, I think, for now. The next thing that we had in the survey uh, was uh, a fall reading week. So as you know, Liam, we've been talking about a fall reading week for a long time. And again, this survey indicated, again, that students really, 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 really want a fall reading week. So we have a, a, another work. So what hasn't work happened yet? Because we have another, yeah, well... <laughs> That's a good question. Um, SAIT, you know, we're a big institution. We do things a little bit slow. Uh, they feel like we need to have everything really, really in place before we institute something like this. So we have another work group this year on Academic Council to make sure that this happens. It looks like, as far as right now, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen first year in 2022. So it looks like it's going to happen, but it unfortunately is taking a long time. It'll just happen when neither of us are here anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is sad. Yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes in politics, you know? It is. You've got to work for a greater good. I want to talk a little bit about these fees that we pro- pulled. We asked students if they'd be willing to pay an extra $5 a year for very specific things. Um, and we got some kind of interesting results because we thought that everyone would say that they would not be willing to pay $5. Um, 
for anything um just because we're all we're all broke you know we all have to work really hard and and tuition is really expensive one of the most interesting things was though the child care support subsidy 35 percent of students 217 people said they would pay five dollars a year into a fund that then subsidizes child care for lots of our student parents on campus So that's something we're going to be looking into further because I think that could be a really interesting initiative. Um, the other thing that we found high results for was 67% of people said that they'd be willing to pay into a fund that would subsidize the cost of textbooks for people. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What's, uh, the, what's the number we got from our provincial lobbying partners? 1,041%. Uh, textbooks have increased in price by 1,041% since 1977, (laughs) which has way outpaced inflation. Oh. And has the the quality of textbook really gone up that much? Uh, I don't know. I'd say no. Hey, um, hey, Ghost of Bartholomew Roberts, you know a lot about um, pirating and nautical stuff. Has nautical science, marine science changed a lot? Since 1977? I know you've been dead since the 1700s, but I'm sure you keep up to date. <laughs> Getting a shrug from the ghost of Bart. Classic pirate. Classic pirate. Another really fun fact about this one is, does anyone really use their textbooks anyways? I'm like, I don't know about you, Liam, but I pretty much learn everything on Khan Academy, and that's free. <laughs> I can neither confirm to den- nor deny whether or not I've bought a single textbook. <laughs> 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 I That's a problem. I think the first time I bought <laughs> a textbook was when I was a freshman at U of C six years ago. And then you realized, wow, I really didn't need this textbook at all. Yeah, and I can neither confirm den- nor deny whether or not I went the way of the ghost of Bartholomew Roberts <laughs> when it came to my the procurement of my textbooks. Um, <laughs> I was like, hmm, $500 or maybe like a, a warning letter from a publishing house that will never <laughs> prosecute me. I don't know. <laughs> Tough call. Yeah. Yo ho, yo ho. <laughs> so the the last thing that uh, we polled about was actually the U Pass, which is a super interesting issue and a, a great program for students that we think could have some very positive changes hopefully coming our way soon. Liam, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to talk about the U Pass. Um, so advocacy surrounding the UPass has been going on here at SATSA for quite some time, um, both about um, specifics regarding how it's administered through technology and also um, kind of more general asks, uh, especially regarding consultation. So students are the primary stakeholders in the UPass. This comes as no surprise. We're the ones who use it. Um, but we are not consulted with whatsoever in the current system of uh, contract negotiations between the schools and city transit. So the way it works is that there's this contract that gets negotiated on a few years at a time whenever the contract expires pretty much. Um, But that contract is between Calgary Transit and the member organizations who who use, who are part of the UPASS program. So that'd be the U of C, SAIT, MRU, and AU Arts, formerly ACAD. but students aren't a part of that contract negotiation whatsoever. And that's fine. I mean, it's really a deal between the schools and Calgary Transit. But when they're negotiating that, they need to be consulting with students to find out how the program can be improved, where it's falling short, um, and primarily to save them work down the line. I mean, this year during the pandemic, we saw the cancellation of the UPass um, almost, you know, unilaterally um, as a decision between uh, that the institutions made and Calgary Transit went on board with that and then had to figure out ways to support students who still needed to get around the city uh, in a cheaper manner because we all agree that the spirit of the UPass isn't to make sure that students can get to campus it's to make sure that they participate uh, to their full potential as citizens of Calgary and the way we do that is by having this subsidized program that gives them a cheaper UPass makes it cheaper for all of us if we all pay into it and people can get to, to part-time jobs that they can then use to finance their education. They can get to and from doctor's appointments, pretty much any of the reasons that you would use public transit as a regular citizen. Mm-hmm. It's not actually subsidized, though. Not subsidized, sorry. It's um, not subsidized. It's more like a, 
It's more like an insurance system where we all pay into it and then we yeah, all bulk get the buy. bulk buy. That's yeah. the term. So basically the way that the U-Pass is supposed to work is it, it is the city of Calgary makes the same amount of money with everyone buying the U-Pass as they would have made if only the people who really went out of their way to take transit bought the regular U-Pass. So it's just, yeah, it's just a group buy. They break even on it. That's the whole That's the whole idea. See, this is why we keep you, the businessman, around. <laughs> I don't know these fancy business terms. Not subsidized. That's a term I should know, <laughs> and I misused it. So, <laughs> Impeach Liam. Um, my point being that the lack of consultation in that process, and in, even in that decision, that's kind of a microcosm of the greater issue, meant that uh, the... Calgary Transit had to kind of backtrack a little bit on that and figure out ways to support those students. We saw the U of C getting discounted uh, transit passes for their students after like weeks and weeks and weeks of negotiation with the city, uh, specifically Calgary Transit. And that's just indicative of that. That's indicative of a problem that we could have just avoided by having students consult in the first place. Like, do you do students want the U pass in, in fall and winter? Maybe they don't but they were never asked. So that's just a kind of a microcosm of the greater issue. What we are asking is for the city to participate with students on a biannual basis uh, to make sure that students are having their concerns heard, um, that modifications to the program are being made. And we're also asking for the technology to be updated. So right now, as I'm sure you're aware, it can be kind of a pain in the butt to get that sticker on your card. And if that sticker ever falls off due to wear and tear or just due to any number of reasons, like the, maybe there being dirt under the sticker when you put it on there and then the adhesion is not as, as well. Um, if that falls off, you're pretty much boned. Um, well, you have to pay a hundred bucks to get a new one. Yeah, you have to pay money to go get a new one. And it's not like you're going to stop using the transit in the meantime. Most students are using transit on a regular basis. And I know that when I was at U of C, for example, like the common turn of phrase would be to like wait like two weeks to get that sticker. So we're asking them to essentially roll it into the MyFair app um, and probably still have a small amount of stickers for people who don't have access to smartphones, uh, but to really update that technology. Um, this has been like a months in the, months in the working process uh, for the U-Pass and uh, it actually sounds like we're making some good progress. We'll be meeting with city councilors later on this year to see if we can get those asks pushed through by way of the Calgary Student Alliance. I actually heard that you had already heard from a city councilor. Is that true? Yeah, we've heard from Councilor Davison. So we'll be awesome. setting up a meeting with him. I'm the vice chair of the Calgary Student Alliance. Um, Marley Gillies, the vice president of external from the U of C SU, is uh, the chair. And we're going to be meeting with Councilor Davison hopefully soon. So there's some good progress on that. The U-Pass is an integral part of the student life in Calgary, and we just need to make sure that students are actually being consulted as the key stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fun? That is fun. I know. I love talking shop with you. <laughs> <laughs> Quick little beard bristle for you, because I know you like that, too. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. That's the U-Pass, right? Um, that's pretty much what we've been working on, what I've been working on for a little bit. It's not all of what I've been working on by any means, but that's a little peek into the municipal advocacy that we've been doing over at SAITSA for our students. Now, I believe we've covered everything important that we need to talk about. We have. So why don't we, uh, why don't we take a little musical interlude here and transition our way into segment three. Beautiful. Or as I like to call it, headlines. 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 That's the official intro. Hey Ryan, how was that musical interlude? You like that? You like that music? I like uh, the sound of the smacking lips a little bit more, but it was very nice, I will have to say. The smacking lips is our band name. <laughs> a great band name. Yeah, go register that, please. <laughs> we um we like to call this we like to call this segment headlines, headlines, headlines. 
And the reason we call it headlines, Ryan, is because we're going to read out some flipping weird headlines. I've gathered the best, the weirdest, the zaniest headlines that I've found after like an hour of searching from the past week. And we're going to be, uh, I'm just going to hit you with some real rapid fire. And I just want to hear what y- your thoughts are. Computer orders $18,752 of Sundays every every minute to find out if machines are working. <laughs> NASA picks Nokia to build a moon 5G network. It'll never break. <laughs> Nokia's are indestructible. That's why they, they picked it. They're just going to catapult it up there. I'm going to add subtitle, Huawei pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter users wonder what the moon did after NASA announces that it has big news. <laughs> Is it dropping an OnlyFans? Who knows? Oh, no. Oh, no. Big pile of live eels dumped in lake in New York City Park. Impact not yet known. Oh, no. Uh, Where'd they get the eels from? Unknown. What kind of eels? Like, are they like the big moray eels that Sorry. eat people? I'm, re- I'm reading the subtitles. Two big bags of eels. <laughs> Some dude just walking through Central Park with like a, a couple garbage bags of eels. That are squirming. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Orkin was taking a break from his evening jog to sit by Prospect Park Lake when he turned around and was startled to see a tangle of wriggling snakes. Quote, and quite a big pile, <laughs> said Orkin, a music composer who lives near the Brooklyn Park. They turned out to be eels that had escaped from one of two large plastic bags that had split open as a man dragged them to the shoreline. Wait, to the shoreline? Was he coming out of the middle of the lake? <laughs> or was he approaching the shore the other way? Not known. <clears throat> After dumping the eels in the lake, the man walked away, explaining to bystanders that, quote, I just want to save lives. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that that is the best way to save lives. Well, there must, there must have been some creepy swamp creature in that lake that, whose weakness is the eels, I suppose. Fair. <laughs> Skeleton strip club display gets under neighbor's skin. I don't know what to think That's about a whiff. that one. That's a whiff. Mm. That's a whiff one. Oh, gets under the skin like a skeleton. No, I think it just meant that like that neighbor didn't wasn't a big fan of of a Halloween oh. display of mm. skeletons stripping. That's a whiff. That's a whiff. <laughs> Massachusetts local town. Wait, what was that word? Massachusetts. Massachusetts coastal town orders locals to stop calling nine one one about big fish. Officer. We're going to need you to come and deal with this big fish. It's too big. White House reporters kept from work by aggressive raccoons. Is that what they're calling Donald Trump? (laughs) This is a nonpartisan con. It's American politics. We're allowed to talk about American politics. (laughs) Uh, After four years of the presidency, it has been determined that Donald Trump is actually just a group of angry raccoons in a human suit. (laughs) florida man steals bulldozer runs over biden signs classic florida man you know what we need to do a version of this segment that is just florida man maybe one that's just state headlines too i don't want to give away any spoilers about next episode though next episode stay tuned there's (laughs) one state mystery that is especially stinky that's foreshadowing (laughs) that's foreshadowing you learned that in your creativity class (laughs) man who made knife from frozen poop among 2020 Ig Nobel prize winners because of the frozen poop knife yeah but you never made a knife out of your frozen frozen poop I am not going to win a Nobel prize I guess Ig Nobel oh what is that? Is that like the opposite of a Nobel Prize? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a oh. parody version of the oh. Nobel Prize. <laughs> Peruvian shamans use ancestral ritual to predict winner of U.S. election. 
raccoons? Yeah, they actually predicted the raccoons. <laughs> How'd you guess that? <laughs> In my past life, I was a uh, a shaman. <laughs> so, fun fact. Dr. Phil begs TikTok followers to stop calling him daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a compliment? Um... Is it a compliment if someone calls you daddy? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I feel, I feel like, like if I were to explain this phenomenon to you, we'd get canceled. I'd, we'd find a way to get canceled. Is this not me being in touch with the fellow kids? I don't have a TikTok as account. We, as we've established, you're very relatable. I don't have a TikTok account either because my personal phone's my oh work phone. And as no. we all know, TikTok is Chinese espionage software. Right. So we can't have it on the work phone. Or else they'd know that we were talking to city councilors about the U-Pass. Exactly. And we can't have China knowing that. No. Of course. Daddy G would not be very stoked <laughs> about that. <laughs> See? Is it a compliment or not a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to mask the fact that I'm not in touch enough with the kids. <laughs> I was trying to deflect on a you. <laughs> Quote, I hate to break it to you, but I ain't your daddy. And your real daddy is probably getting his feelings hurt, <laughs> McGraw said. I, pr- I appreciate the support. It's a little weird, but I appreciate the support. <laughs> was this uh, was this article written by a group of angry dads? Um, dads uniting against calling Dr. Phil daddy because, like Dr. Phil says, they're upset. If so, it backfired because they've switched to calling him father. <laughs> Father Phil? Father Phil. Ryan, I think we've had a great discussion this week. And I think so, You know, too. I always love spending time all the way across a room from you. Because we're socially distanced in here. We're wearing our masks, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that has no impact on the audio quality. <laughs> That's the sound of the mustache. That would be the mustache. And by that sound, it sounds like a wonderful It's mustache. actually a live eel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave you and our listeners with one final headline for uh, you know, food for thought, just to think about and to remind them of uh, the good times we've had. Runaway porta potty seen rolling down Route 66. <laughs> Have a good evening, listeners. <laughs> Morstad and me, Liam Hunter. The Asterisk is a production of the Sate Students Association. You can rate and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you do, it might appear in future episodes. Got a question or feedback for us? Shoot us a message through sate.com slash podcast. Your question might be included on a future episode as well. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Asterisk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any fine podcast monger of your choice. Thanks to Sate's Legacy 88 Committee for the gear to produce this episode. This podcast is supported by you, so thank you for listening. This is Liam, signing off.